0: everybody and uh welcome to a um a fun little themed episode
1: we haven't done a themed episode in a little while we're we're ready for another one
0: let's do it this one is going to be it's going to be an exciting
1: theme this is going to be really cool this is going to be classic science fiction and horror
0: from like the 30s up through the 70s yes and who better to talk about that then our guest, ladies and gentlemen, comedian and podcaster Dana Gould.
2: Hi, <laughs> first time on the podcast. Happy to have you. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And people, I'm, I know it is amazing that it's mm-hmm. my first time, but it, thanks for having me. Now, people may be wondering why do we stop in the 70s? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just randomly say the 70s because after that, I'm in high school. And I remember them, so they're not classic. It's just stuff I saw. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> isn't it
1: pre Freddie and Jason and post Freddie and Jason?
2: That's a good way of putting it, and that's about a pro- That's about right, I would say. And mm-hmm. that was if Freddie was eighty five. Was that the eighty four? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would put. The, and again, we're gonna work, we have to work backwards. Maybe Blade Runner and uh, Blade Runner and John Carpenter. You would say nineteen eighty two was the year it ended. I would almost, mm-hmm. even though. You could get a couple other movies, but like Blade Runner and John Carpenter's The Thing were like the last two, like boom, these are great classic science fiction right. movies. And, and then horror, you move yeah. into, uh, and and then in 83, I don't, you know, you had The Search for Spock, which I don't really, you know, that's just TV plus. That's it's not, yeah, really, that not-, <laughs> not really, not really, not really a movie. It's just a TV episode you had to. See it a theater, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> TV episode, yeah. See it a theater, and I don't know any other like great. I'm sure somebody will come up with one, and I'll be corrected. But um, uh, yeah, I'd say eighty eighty four is when uh, sort of the modern era starts with all that. Well, then stuff. let's
0: let's start from the beginning. Evil let's...
2: Dead two and uh, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. I believe, in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start back. Let's start in
0: the in the in the thirties with the 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 Universal yeah. classic horror movies, right? And
1: and what. Um, you know what, let's also talk about the German movies, too That well, were coming out at that time
2: Yeah, they all go back it, Well, it all as you know, it all goes back to the novel Dracula And then Nosferatu Which was made, I believe, in 1922 In Germany by Max Schreck Funny story uh, Max Schreck wanted to make Dracula as a movie And Bram Stoker's wife was still alive And she was like Well, you have to pay me And he said, I have a better idea <laughs> <laughs> I'll just change the name and do it in Germany and you'll never find out about it. <laughs> Neither thing happened. And part of the lawsuit that she won was that all the prints of the film had to be destroyed. And the, all the prints of Nosferatu that people see now are prints that were hidden and held back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an Because we just saw story. one at Matt yeah.
1: Weinhold's house. A, he watches yeah, horror movies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see the. I really want to see Werner Herzog's remake of it, which I've actually never seen. But there was an article about it in Fangoria that I read, and I don't read Fangoria normally. Was that the one? Because I can that? save money by <laughs> spilling a can of. Instant ravioli on the floor. It's just, <laughs> it looks like every page of *Fangoria*. What I do if I want to read *Fangoria*, I get an old issue of *Time* or *Newsweek*, and I just spill ravioli on it, and it looks she like fell. *Fangoria*. Wonderful. Um, but it was a great article, and I I find Werner Herzog hilarious. Uh, yeah, he is as funny as any German. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he did, you know, Grizzly Man, the documentary <laughs> yes. Grizzly Man. There was an interview with him on uh, the execrable Terry Gross show on NPR, and he was talking about bears, and he says this: "This so bears in the winter, they hibernate, Terry, they, uh, they sleep, they dream," <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like. like how the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah. And what do you they don't dream know about? If Bears dream. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming dancing picnic baskets. Are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are they, you don't know that they dream. <laughs> Pompous ass. <laughs> are, you,
1: are you talking about now? Are you talking about the Willem Defoe? No, the, the, that
2: movie's brilliant. That's right. called Shadow, Shadow of the, of the Vampire. Vampire which yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Klaus Kinski starred in. Uh, a remake of Nosferatu. I think it was in 1979. Oh, wow. Okay. 1979. Same Uh, year. as Love uh, at first bite. Uh,
0: 1979, Klaus Kinski, directed by Werner Herzog, written by Werner Herzog. Uh, And yeah, this is I don't think I've ever seen that remake. It's great.
2: It's a remake. It's really amazing. And it's, it's Supposedly, I've never seen it <laughs> <laughs> And I, I well, am still
1: not paying Bram Stoker's five <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Here's a reason to Well, because, because the reason he was able to remake it Was because in the interim, Dracula went into public domain So that's oh, why he was able to do it And there's a younger Bruno Gans
0: Right, as, Renf- as Jonathan Harker Yeah, who is one of my favorite German actors of all time He it, my, the, the best movie to see him in is as Hitler and Downfall Bruno oh, that Gans. is Bruno Gans. Yeah, is he's also um, he's also I think it was in was in Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Anyway, he had a
2: yeah. yeah he's in that. He, he's a amazing, great movie. Yeah, with my old neighbor Gary Oldman.
1: <laughs> you used to me. <laughs> he used
2: to be my neighbor, and he came to a Halloween party at my house and was not dressed as Dracula. <laughs> 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 I was somewhat disappointed. <laughs> um, now, now um, and when I said. You're not dressed as Dracula? It took him a full 30 seconds. Like, oh, of course, of course. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now Nosferatu, if you He's watch it again... Friend. He's not my like, okay. friend. I I'm like,
2: not name dropping. <laughs> well, he It came was to a, a party. neighborhood party and everybody sure. came mm-hmm. and his, his kids played with my kids in the neighborhood.
1: Everyone's them. dressed was like, up like Dracula like, except oh, the him. the British
2: kids are your kids. I didn't know that. How are you? I'm in <laughs> showbiz too. <laughs>
0: I actually was... Did I ever think I was on a plane um coming back from chicago during uh the shooting of uh the dark knight and him and um christian bale were on it wow no. and they're getting off the plane and i just said hey man i i like your work and he goes oh thanks you know and i said so were you guys shooting dark Knight?" he goes yeah well we were you know we were in uh chicago shooting and uh Uh, these blokes and he's like points to to bail and goes we're in Hong Kong but you know I can't go down on a policeman's wages (laughs) 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 this is fucking like I'm in the jetway going this is awesome (laughs) you're making a Commissioner Gordon joke (laughs) (laughs)
2: this is
0: the fucking greatest
2: thing ever (laughs) it's so funny Um, then you can't shake him what kind of luggage you got? No, yeah. I don't know. Just Can I go, I go home? Yeah. <laughs> you want to share a cab? No, no. Kettle corn. Yeah. Salty and sweet, but it works, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you
0: gotta let me know when you're performing uh, yeah, was,
2: uh, I would like to do
0: comedy Oh god yeah. Then you blow your <laughs> brains out
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't shake Gary Oldman <laughs> That would be an awesome short film yeah. You just can't shake <laughs>
1: um, So
2: So Nosferatu Yeah, Nosferatu we were and, talking then, about- and then you get Yeah, so after Nosferatu Then the modern What we think of as uh, the classic era Really kicks off it, with the Bela Lugosi Dracula in nineteen thirty. But when you think about Nosferatu 31. too, if you watch
1: it again, it's like obviously it's very dated, but it's still really creepy. It's when really you, creepy. When You look at the way the the shots are set up, and and you know, and the lead is he's really creepy. He looks Max, like, Shrek. Max Shrek. yeah,
2: and well, he looks like a rat, and, yeah. and it's actually, you know, in Nosferatu, Dracula is treated as a. Uh, um, personification of the plague of of an illness of like right. and and this whole um, which is not it's it's pretty close to the to the book and this whole concept of Dracula being a romantic hero like when Francis Ford Coppola made Bela, made right. Bram Stoker's Dracula right. I was like well we went back to the book and I, no that that's no, I not the book Dracula being a romantic hero and falling in love with what he thinks is the reincarnation of his like, that's Dark Shadows. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plot line of The First Dark Shadows and then Richard Matheson uh did the Jack Palance TV movie Dracula that Dan Curtis also produced to produce Dark Shadows in like 1973 and it was that story of, like that's what it's from. Mm-hmm. It's not Bill, it's not Bram Stoker. At all. Um, it's just funny how these things just get passed down and people just forget to question it. Like, oh, I guess so. Sure. Actually, no. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not ever. at all. Now, um, I want to talk
1: to uh, talk about another movie that came out in that era was The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Right. And this was... Starring Blaine Capatch. Sorry. <laughs> it did kind of look like Blaine,
2: it looks actually. exactly like Yeah, Blaine you know what? I didn't think of that so you just mentioned it. You're right. It looks exactly like Blaine Capatch.
0: Is Blank ranch immortal? Is that what you're saying? Is um, he a Highlander? So
1: I'm watching this movie, and it's another one of those movies where you go, uh, "Okay, obviously you got to let it kind of wash over you and realize yeah, what well, you're that's watching." German as a date. expressionism, and, is. and but as you're watching, you really it gets creepier and creepier. And then as you look at like the set design and the production design, it looks like oh, this is every Tim Burton film <laughs> yes, in it is. like in the 1930s. This yeah. German. Um, is expression- it's really
2: the corpse bride is really heavily yeah. influenced by Dr. Per- Caligari. Per-
1: pretty much. And uh, also, it has this crazy twist ending. To it. I won't ruin it if you guys <laughs> actually seek it out. But uh, Can you do a spoiler the alert for a <laughs> movie made in 1926? Spoiler,
2: spoiler, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but it was the kind of... World War II was yeah. won
2: by la la yeah. la la la. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was... You could tell too like at the time because a twist ending like that was like, oh my God, you know, before you had seen it a right. hundred times after that. Yeah. Um, so it was a really... Um, it was I a actually really cool don't movie. know the ending to it. So I'll tell you off the air. I'm assuming that.
2: <laughs> The, the Cesar is the name of the character mm-hmm. that looks like Blanket Patch. I'm assuming he finds the Statue of Liberty and realizes that he was on Earth the entire time. And he was asleep. Yeah. Yes. You man. Yes. He was there. A- they have a Statue of Liberty too. <laughs> no, you idiot.
1: <laughs>
2: what are the odds? No, no, no. <laughs>
0: Nobody said that back then. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Th- I, I, I want to talk about this, like the. Um, you had Dracula in 31, you had the, right. the
2: Mummy in 32. Which is a remake of Dracula. The Mummy, the story of The Mummy is beat for beat the story of Bela Lugosi's Dracula. To the point that even has the same music. It's the overture from Swan Lake is the opening theme of both movies. It's the same exact story.
0: That is fascinating, yeah. man.
2: Um, and Bela Lugosi, as people probably know, was not Universal's first choice for the role. It was literally like, no, fine, give it to him. Fine. It was like, they had like 11 people that they wanted first and then finally like Shirley Temple passed and like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, And then you've got... And isn't this when the whole thing with Karloff started? The uh, Yeah, well,
2: Karloff really became, got his first job because they offered Frankenstein to Bela Lugosi and he famously did the screen test for it uh, and and turned it down because he was hot stuff at the time and didn't realize that you could do something with the role. And, you know, James Whale, who directed Frankenstein, didn't think you could do anything with the role either. I mean, he totally thought of Boris Karloff as a prop. I believe that Boris Karloff was not even invited to the premiere. Wow! Uh, It just didn't think of it was an important role, really. It was more the story of of Dr. Frankenstein, but
1: not his monster.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, he wasn't, uh, I know he wasn't, he got no respect from James will at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, as people have seen in Ed Wood, it was a decision that he would later regret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, if you look at, um, you know, if you go to his Boris Karloff's, uh, IMDB page, it is just
2: kind of like,
0: it's just spectacular. Uh, like
2: how many movies he made? Like, <laughs> <how many laughs> movies? He made forty movies in nineteen thirty-one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's literally like, and and just uh, you know, the Ghoul, the Mummy, the Mask of
2: Fu Manchu. You know, like just on yeah. and on and on. You know, and 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 he was, you know, it's it's interesting because Universal, you know, Lon Chaney Sr. was the was called the master character creator, the man of a thousand faces. And, you know, he was such a huge star. I played fan of the opera and, mm-hmm. you know, um, when he, I mean, his death was the headline of the New York times. Um, and it, he was known as the man of a thousand faces. And the headline was, I believe, uh, Lon Chaney senior uh, dies, uh, wears one final mask. And it was the car. It was a cartoon of death, putting a death mask on him. I mean, it's huge news. Wow. and, Universal kept wanting to crown the next Lon Chaney Sr. and they tried it with Bell and he didn't want to do it. He wanted to be Rudolph Valentino. So they're like, well, F you, we'll do it to Karloff. And then Karloff was billed as the next master character creator, and they just called him Karloff. They tried to sell it with just his last name for a while. And uh, but he was, you know, uh, a real team player. <laughs> Poor, I mean, he's like, sure. I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, and you think about like how, and he was He was approaching middle age when he played Frankenstein to begin with. I mean, he was, was late thirties and this is in the early, 90, this is in 1930.
0: Mm-hmm. And he was like born a,
2: 60 pounds of crap he had to yeah. walk around in. Every day. And that
0: toxic makeup. Yeah, yeah. was years ago. Yeah, it was just, yeah, was yeah, it was just
2: collod- collodion and cotton. and <laughs> re- ja- Psychopath Jack Pierce sculpting it from scratch every day. <laughs> in 400-pound boots. Yeah, he was a real Lead trooper. makeup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like exactly. Like, radioactive lead yeah. makeup. <laughs> spray and, it on you and uh yeah, and Well, Lon Chaney Sr. died because he breathed in artificial snowflakes, which at the time were like half- Asbestos was like their main ingredient, or like he had throat cancer that he got from breathing artificial snowflakes in a movie. Jesus, yeah, it's funny
0: too. Boris Karloff was born William Henry Pratt, right? And they, Bill Pratt, yeah, and they just gave him Boris
2: Karloff. Well, I was, yeah, I always think Again. it's interesting. What was the name of who is the name of Dead or Alive? Remember that the band? Was it Bill Lee? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like. Morrissey, the leader of the Smiths, the leader of Dead or Alive, and the leader of the Cure, it's Bob Smith, Bill Lee, and Steve Morrissey. <laughs> it's like you can't find three more bonel names. <laughs> Bob Smith, who's the leader of the Cure? Bob Smith. the guy. No, the guy in the lipstick. Yeah, Bob Smith. Bob Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Smith is the name of my greengrocer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so let's start moving, and then you get into yeah. – as you get into the
2: so they get they latch on to Karloff and like now they're cooking and they get mm-hmm. they get Frankenstein and they get the mummy and then they get the Bride of Frankenstein which is a, a little tiny masterpiece because one of these once
1: one of them does well I mean that's never changed with studio yeah and um, and they just that start, sequel, sequel, humping. Sequel,
2: yes. start humping yeah
1: start humping yeah and and, uh, and then spin off you know exactly <laughs> and
2: and Lugosi made like the big two where it was I believe it was Bride of Frankenstein and Lugosi's big movie was going to be Murders in the Rue Morgue which. Uh, it's like an Edgar Allan Poe movie, but there's a gorilla in it. It's well, that's in the big, story. Yeah. Oh, is it in yeah, the story? Yeah, yeah. There oh, murders no. the
1: Rumor, it was actually an escaped orangutan.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah. I did not know that. That was
1: not creative license. That was That's
2: crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I, well, good for you. Um uh, and then uh but that kind of tanked. And that was like, okay, it's Karloff, it ain't you. Well, if you're
1: an executive, would that be the story you would adapt?
2: You know yeah, out of I all know. the Edgar
1: Allan Poe's. Well, like, <laughs> I like that they
2: didn't really you know when you get into the later Roger Corman ones, it's like, exactly what does this have to do with? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. Yeah. He did like
0: five and six it. movies a year.
2: Yeah. In mean,
0: 1939, sure. he did six
2: films. Like, I, this is just Every two months, he's yeah, doing yeah. a film. Well, The Black Cat with Karloff and Lugosi is a fucked up movie. Uh, that's one of the movies that was made before the production code came in. And I believe it's one of the reasons for the production code. It's heavily influenced by like bizarre German S&M. At the end of the movie, it is strongly implied that Bela Lugosi is skinning Boris Karloff alive. And it's played in shadow, but it's like, it's a really weird. Boris Karloff basically plays like an Aleister Crowley type of character who killed Lugosi's wife or something. And it's a long, weird revenge movie. And, but at the end, it's like, it's really disturbing movie um yeah
0: they're just they're talking about satan worship in that film um so then you get into uh in the 40s you, you know they see-
2: well, had the second wave because what happened was the production code came in the movie started to lose money uh the movie started to lose money and universal
1: now because of the production code because well they- because
2: i i'm not sure exactly i i i have the book that would tell me but uh <laughs> the production code limited the amount, uh, the things they could show. Um, and there was a management change at universal to the best of my knowledge. And they said, Nope, we're going to be wholesome from now on. That's what we're going to be. And, uh, some, because they couldn't show movies international. A lot of these movies were like banned in England. And then, uh, Deanna Durbin, uh, was sort of the queen of the universal lot for the latter, like 1930 to 1940. It was, uh, she was sort of like teenage Shirley Temple. And they made musicals and and it wasn't until uh by and large the wolfman in 1941 that uh was sort of the second wave of horror movies and that's when it was a couple of things happened the wolfman came out it was a big hit they re-released frankenstein and dracula on a double bill it did huge business and then they said okay let's keep doing them and then they make son of frankenstein which you know had been lying dormant and uh, well, all of that might have predated the Wolfman, but these are all around the same time. Mm-hmm. The Son of mm-hmm. Frankenstein definitely came significantly later. Uh,
1: now, what year are we looking at right now?
2: Son of Frankenstein is thirty-nine.
1: 39. Yeah, that
2: was that okay. was right around the end of the. That was sort of the beginning of the new phase of, uh, and then and Bride of Frankenstein was thirty-five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, yeah, Son of Frank.
1: So now,
0: yeah. what year is Bride of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein is thirty-five.
1: This is kind of the yes. golden age right. for the Universal right. Monsters, right? right. This yeah. This is, uh, you know, you've got Frankenstein, mm-hmm. the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, that's much later. the like much is later. later. It's interesting you say that. They're, so it's Dracula then. Yeah, it's, the well, it's, core. what happens is, and the Boris
2: one. Karloff is older, he, you know, the son of Frankenstein is the last time he decided to play the Frankenstein monster. They need a new, they need a new star to make monster movies. And they get Lon Chaney Sr.'s son, Creighton, Tull Cheney, and he's a character, you know, he's working, he's in, he's in a Mice and Men, and he plays a great role as Lenny, but he's just kind of hacking around, and they say, like, why don't you star in this movie, but you got to be Lon Cheney Jr., and you'll be the new master character creator. And he's like, I don't want to, <laughs> but he needed money, so he did it, but he didn't really Create a lot of like if then he played the mummy, which is just a guy walking right he played Frankenstein and the ghost of Frankenstein, he just schlups around um you know the Wolfman was the only sort of monster that he like really played a role in and you know he was a brutal alcoholic, and I think that you see a lot of that in his portrayal. Here's a guy that you know who who can't control himself. And then he loses control of himself and does things he regrets. And I think that Loncini Sr. had no problem <laughs> accessing those emotions. Um, and uh, I think that's why that character is so, is so great. It's a, it's a character based in guilt and and shame. Now, it's a really interesting.
1: Now, after, after these characters got pretty much established, what year was the Abbott and Costello movie?
2: That was like the end of the classic universal monsters i believe it was 1949 and that was sort of like that's the end of it frankenstein Frankenstein." and that was kind of the thing i was like okay we can't go anywhere yeah this is
1: it yeah we can't can't go anywhere we put every classic monster in this comedy movie now
2: yeah that was 1948 48 yeah and it's a great movie (laughs) it's it's hilarious (laughs) my kids love it i actually played the wolfman in a recreation of Lon- A scene from that movie, and it
1: had Lon Chaney Jr. in it, right? Yes, he plays he plays Frankenstein. Yeah. In
2: it. and I and the wolf and the wolf he plays the Wolfman in it. Frankenstein is played by Glenn Strange, mm-hmm. and Dracula is played by Bela Lugosi. And again, was not their first choice to play Dracula. They had to be reminded that he was alive. Um, <laughs> That's awful. But in Greg Nicotero, who's one of the creators, of the uh, exec producer of The Walking Dead,
0: mm-hmm. his
2: first. Short movie is called United Monster Talent Agency and in that movie I play Lon Chaney turning into the Wolfman in a recreation of a scene from Avan Costello meets Frankenstein. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And, uh, and he said, uh, I really want to do this. We're going to do an old school Wolfman transformation like they did in the 40s. And I was like, okay. And I was in the middle of shooting a pilot that I had written and produced for ABC that they're spending a lot of money on. I was like, I literally like, I have to move <laughs> the pile. <laughs> like, I literally, like, I have, I need two days. I, uh, the, I literally, <laughs> like, move the pile, like, I have to do this. It's oh, wow. <laughs> so The thing that I remember
0: about as a kid and watching... I, and, I,
2: and I was so happy I did. Yeah, of course.
0: Oh, that's a great... You have to do something was like, like It was
2: like pitching for the Yankees. It was yeah. the greatest thing. It's the coolest thing in the world because <laughs> yeah,
0: like, uh, I'm sure you guys, obviously, we all watch these movies as kids on what's, TV. What's the name of that yeah.
2: short? I want to see if we could find United, it. Oh, it's online. United Monster Talent Agency. It's uh, me and... Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. And uh, Eli Roth. That's oh, really? Awesome, <laughs> yeah. He plays the director. Awesome. It's really, really blood funny. all over him. It's yeah, no, it's very chaste. It's in black and white. <laughs> um, but no, I was, I was. Thinking. Frank Darabont is in it. There's a lot of people in the short. It's really great. When what year did you do that? No, uh, four years ago, three years ago. Oh I guess. man, it's all one year. There's no weather out here. It's right. all one big year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I,
0: just remember though as a kid, like staying up late to watch all of these. Where did you grow like, up? Right of, in Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you have a host?
0: yeah it was um uh t v lenny oh, did um it, and and it was the local um t
2: v lenny now is a vastly different meaning yeah <laughs> but it was
0: it was done by um uh the family that owned the big um appliance place in uh-huh. town so they were like come down you know they'd, come down and get your tvs yeah it was all that stuff and then son of svengoolie and it was some guy yeah. and the basic cable i love that stuff makeup so it much. was it was amazing I it's mean,
2: the only job i'm qualified to do and i actually <laughs> if you ever watch svengoolie now on me tv um I actually know those and i was like whenever you want to retire i don't want to take your job but whenever you want to retire, <laughs> I'll come in. <laughs> it was cool. I remember yeah, that. Creature Double Yeah, that's what we had in Massachusetts on yeah. Channel 56.
1: Uh, yeah, we had the UHF. It was Creature I, Double Feature. And before mm-hmm.
2: that, it was Thriller on Channel 5 on Saturday nights at 1130. Mm-hmm. In and I remember very early that, 70s. Th- that black mm-hmm. and white, we we
0: didn't have a color TV till I was in high school. but So we just watched that stuff. And I remember turning the lights off in our basement watching it. And being
1: another thing you don't get out here, no, yeah, down the basement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, just how how you know the, the, we would look at it now and say, oh, it's very slow pacing. But it was the, the pacing was like methodical. Oh, it was great. It to was terror, to scare yeah. the shit
1: out. of it. It was great.
2: I mean, those movies are endlessly entertaining. Well, I no one was checking
1: on. their iPhones when those movie was movies were on. There was there,
2: this- you know, it's visual. Uh, sort of ironically, it's this is sort of what we talk about on the. On the most recent episode of my my podcast, um, the
1: Dana Gould Hour, the Dana
2: Gould Hour, never an hour,
1: yeah, <laughs> but always with Dana Gould.
2: Uh, but it's sort of uh, you know that's emotional comfort food, that's visual comfort food. Yeah. Like for, for me, like watching, you know, I I was came in and it was late, and this is about two weeks ago, and um, it was a Saturday night, and I got the kids to bed, and I was you know, and I just like literally Sven Gouldy was on. I like, and the movie was Revenge of the Creature. Yeah. I was like so happy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I like plopped my ass down, and yeah. it was it was like a massage. It was <laughs> so great. <laughs> it was
0: so like, I want to go into seen it
2: three million times. You no, know, and, and it's it's the music when the
0: music comes right. up, right. the, the candles, yeah. the shadows, yeah. And,
2: yeah, some of them really really well done. They're really just beautiful. They're beautiful little movies. The Wolf Man is a beautiful little movie. Creature from the Black Lagoon is a fantastically entertaining movie. It, there were a lot of those well, movies. Creature from the, the Black the Lagoon. Themes. Yeah, there's three the theme of them.
0: was about like outcasts and. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
2: well, especially in kids kids relate to the monster. They don't relate mm, to the heroes, right. you know. It's right. it's and I think that, you know, the monster's misunderstood and he's stronger than he should be. And I think kids really well, latch onto that. I remember it's funny.
1: in one of those creature from the Black Lagoon movies, I don't even remember which one it was, but it was a huge event in Philadelphia where creature you would, would have to Hawaiian. Go, well it was you would have to it was three D. And you could watch it on yeah. your TV. So you, oh
2: right, yeah. But you yeah, had to yeah. go to
1: like Wawa and yeah. get the glasses. They so were it was like the first two were shot
2: in three D, and so they were uh,
1: and they were always like you couldn't find them. They were all sold out. Like you know you had to. And like, it didn't go really work. And then yeah, you finally got them after going to two or three Wawa's. Like yeah. I bugged my parents to get them. They finally found them. They brought yeah. them back. Watched the movie. It didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember the, I think the first it's, 3D movie I ever went to was they replayed House of Wax in a theater. Sure, yeah. And the scene where he's doing the paddle ball and it's coming right through the screen. And I was like, this is, and it was Vincent Price. And I remember right. like, that's the guy from the Brady Bunch. Just like, <laughs>
2: Thank you, Greg. You saved my beans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what, what what's amazing about that you have to go on YouTube and look up Albert Brooks Real Life Trailer. Because Albert Brooks made a movie called Real Life in nineteen. I remember that movie. Yeah. Eight? Mm-hmm. Seven,
1: maybe? With the helmet cameras?
2: Yeah, with the helmet cameras. And the trailer for that movie is in 3D, even though the movie's not in three D, but oh, they really? just do all these gags about I uh, you know, I hope you enjoy this movie because I also know Kung Fu! And he like <laughs> picks the screen, and it's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. Is like, like out there was a time I was like, you were getting stuff from space. Like I don't know how right. you thought of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was, that was a great movie. Brilliantly,
2: too. yeah. And, well, talk about a movie predicting.
1: Oh, so ahead of its time, and, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. So ahead of its time, so mm-hmm. freakishly ahead
2: of its time. So
1: now what we have the classic um, monster movies. We have Creature from the Black Lagoon, all three yeah. movies. Then. Right, Th- have, that's
2: the bridge to the 50s. You know? Bridge like, to the
1: 50s, then. Yeah. What, what changed in the 50s?
2: Well, you know, after all of those, uh, you know, the Dracula, the Frankenstein, the Wolfman sort of burned, sort of, you know, the cycle burned out, and mm-hmm. uh, what happened is, World one, World War II ended, And then you get into uh, the big fear in America. You know, movies... Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, movies reflect, cultural trends reflect the anxiety of the culture at the time. And, you know, Dracula originally was about the fear of European immigrants, and the book, and and, uh, fear in Europe, uh, you know, the fear of the Slavs uh, as they moved uh, into Western Europe. And... Um, you know, you could argue that Frankenstein and the Wolfman were, uh, you know, Frankenstein was sort of this um, fearing of uh, encroaching modernity and, and, and you know, science, uh, mm. people misunderstanding science. Um, but when you get into the 50s with, you know, there's sort of it's, it's a two pronged attack. There's communism, which the fear of communism uh, in America in the 50s in the late 40s which was the enemy looks just like you but they're the enemy and that's where you get invasion of the body snatchers yes. I am married a monster all these uh, the, you know the invasion exactly of the body
1: right snatchers was uh you know you watch it again now it's really really ahead of its time so
2: ahead and, of its time so and, great and you look at
1: it too is on the surface that's one of those metaphorical movies where um, unless you were watching it at the time, you wouldn't make that connection to communism right away. Right, it, it's right. it's definitely like you're talking about. It's a cultural,
2: and, um, and it's interesting too because the, it, it it is like Planet of the Apes. You can say it's a lot of that. It can mean different things. It's like a Rorschach test. Mm-hmm. Like the remake in the nineteen in 1978 by Philip Kaufman, um, who co-wrote the story for Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, is really more about the um huma, uh, the huma, homogeneity homogenousness, homogenization homogenization of sort of uh pro, you know progressive culture and like oh, how right. we're all becoming the same person right um right. and you can't deviate from the pre-set standards it's been ein mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah <laughs> It really was. You couldn't be um, – that the culture had sort of formed uh, – it was about the straitjacket of, of culture and you, that you couldn't really deviate from it. Um, and so uh, and that, it, can mean different, it can mean different things in different Well,
1: that types. movie, Getting Back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, was so brilliant if you watch it again. But the interesting thing is uh, when you look at these remakes of Invasion of the Body Snatchers – There's about the, 11 of them. The, yeah, think. there's a ton of them. They never end – the way the first one does. And you could see the allegories more where the right. first one ends where the pods have been found out, the authorities believe him right. and they go after him. And right. they, they actually go after the it's aliens happy and ending. the pods. It's a happy ending. Right. And uh, when you see the remakes, it's always very um, vague. Like what actually happens yeah. next? Do the pods win or does yeah, well, humanity the, the, win? The,
2: the, the Phil coffin remake is a very, it's a great ending, a mm-hmm. very, very famous ending. Uh, but uh, with Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know it's uh, it's quite brilliant. And then there was that New York dude did a remake of it. there was there's one with I think Arlie Emery's in it, or yeah, something yeah, there's a couple like, of weird yeah. remakes of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Gabriel Anwar's in one. Yeah, there was oh, one yeah, Dan, I remember that.
2: There was one. Da- one with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig that like literally no one went to see. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. That yeah. one
0: came
1: and went very yeah. quickly. And the
2: other fear, in addition to communism, was because of nuclear power and atomic power at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, g- giant bug movies, which were huge. Yeah. Like, we are playing with nature now. What's going to happen as we start messing with nature? And now, what you- year was Godzilla and then? Alien then? 54. 54. Godzilla's different. Godzilla's, it's, Godzilla is the same and it's different. The original Japanese. Gojira without Raymond Burr edited into it sure. is about the psychological hangover of having an atomic bomb dropped on you. Right. And it is a dark, bleak. There's so if you watch the original one there are scenes where like uh there's a woman holding her child and, and Godzilla is going through the city, and the woman is crying. And they're going, "Soon you'll be with daddy. Soon you'll be with daddy." And people are like, oh, "My father got killed on Iwo Jima, and I'm going to get killed in my living room." Like, there's all this weird World War II hangover to it.
1: And that's weird that uh, the American movie studio would edit that out. With <laughs> isn't, Raymond isn't Burr and it funny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: As Steve Martin. Isn't yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and. Um, so it was it was it's very bleak but it is about like what are we what are we messing with and then you get like the great again so entertaining like them the Deadly Mantis, mm-hmm. all those great giant bug movies of the 50s. Was them, what was the one? And the that was space was the ants. ants. The ants, And, and okay. the outer
0: space attacks. Like that right. was the other thing in the 50s. Right. As well, we were starting into in, doing space travel, mm-hmm.
1: we were a fear of invasion.
0: Right,
2: yeah. right. Again, there's a lot of communist fear mm-hmm. in that. Like, right. uh, Day of the Earth to Sill, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, My. Um, I, I keep thinking uh, of that other. Planetary. Invaders from Mars is a great. Movie.
1: There's one. It's not a science fiction movie, but it's it, it kind of ends as a science fiction movie. It's ah, it's a it's a famous actor. He's on a plantation, and most of the movie is about him being on a plantation. And I I cannot for the life of me think of this name. But that the if the actor like, you're thinking of is named Lavar Burton, no, nah, no. And uh, <laughs> it's but Root. but the, the third half of the, the third part of the movie is literally ants attack the plantation. And it's mm-hmm. the we- I I got to look really? this movie. Is it a TV up. movie? No, no, it was an actual movie. I have to. You know what? I have to ask Matt Weinhold what movie I'm thinking of because if you give him three or four words, yeah, I'm going to name in an hour. Yeah, I'm he a- will he'll, he'll name the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <If> you <laughs> you go ants. ants. If you just say ants plantation famous actor, he'll name the movie. Okay,
2: because <laughs> there's also like. Well, then, well, those in the '70s, there was another weird series of those, like Squirm. Oh, yeah, all, yeah. Farms, wasn't there the gods, Wasn't there one called the, the Bug? Bug? What? No, The Bug.
1: Was it just Bug?
2: Yeah, about bugs that caught on fire?
1: No, it was like, it was almost like a horror comedy, I think, came out in the 70s.
2: Night of the Lepus, about giant rabbits. Well, that one I don't remember. <laughs> With
0: DeForest Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember yeah. that. I remember that. I remember the giant.
2: Night of rabbit. the Lepus? Yes. Night of the Leapus.
0: Not giant rabbits. I remember giant ants. I remember giant. Anything,
2: yeah, sure. and it was
0: always yeah. a radioactive something right. made them. It was five, before zombies, yeah, right before they started yeah. to to, to uh, attack everything. So what happened then in the '60s that got us from drugs? Yeah, <laughs> right. no, seriously, like how how it became then. Like the '50s was the Red Scare and 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 atomic right. attacks. Well.
2: You know, there's several. You know, it's like which 60s. You know, it's like you have Roger Corman making these amazingly entertaining Edgar Allan poems
1: for movies. next to nothing for, mm-hmm. for and, and a dollar and half, always right. making a profit on always it. always
2: making a profit. And they're just great, entertaining drive-in movies. Right. And then you're, you know, what you get with big studios, big budgets is you know it's it's all about cultural anxiety. It's all about the world's gonna end. You know, We are at the height of the Cold War And people felt in the late 60s Like they had no control over their destiny anymore If you look at 1968 People thought the Vietnam War was under control And the Tet Offensive right. blows up in their face Martin Luther King is shot and killed Robert Kennedy yeah. is shot and killed Richard Nixon, who was written off as politically dead Is elected president of the right. United States I mean, the, the people felt they had no There's rioting in the streets Rioting in the streets, civil rights People had no control over there And that is reflected in all aspects of culture, from clothing to movies to music, no rules applied anymore, all bets are off. You have the so, baby boom of age. Uh, you know, they're in their early twenties when people are at their most indulgent and most immortal. So they're doing so, all sorts of crazy shit.
1: So what were kind of the themes then as we move into the sixties for the horror movies? Now is this like kind of the golden age of Hammer and like the sexy vampire movies? Well that was
2: in the late fifties, early sixties, throughout 60s. the sixties, yeah. Okay. And that's that's more like in the in the And the Roger Corman school, he's saturated with colors, and yeah, and it's like very sexy. And I don't, I, it would be interesting to see what the, you know, they don't talk about like the cultural reflection of the Hammer movies at the time, you know, possibly the sexual revolution. Vampire
1: brides. Things yeah, they like got. That.
2: L- I mean, I also like lucky. Like that, that Dracula was just able to be sexier. And there, mm-hmm. It was a lot of a lot of Hammer was about cleavage.
1: Yes, <laughs> um,
2: but in terms of movies like Fantastic Voyage, Planet of the Apes, two thousand one, uh, specifically, then you're getting into like uh, science fiction films become a lot more sophisticated. Right. Uh, they have a lot more money spent on them, and but they're all really. Bleak. I mean, they're you know, heavy social commentary. Heavy social commentary. Yes. Planet of the Apes in two thousand one are both about, you know, the end of mankind as we know it. Although two thousand one was also about the beginning, the rebirth of a different type of humanity. Yeah, um, it was in that way a lot more <laughs> less pessimistic. But um, uh, you know, you mean Space Baby? Space Baby, Space Baby two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you get a lot of uh, you know you really in the late sixties, early seventies, a lot of. Uh, apocalypse movies, the Omega Man, Soylent Green, like a lot of Charlton Heston apocalypse movies, right? You know, and again, it just reflects what cultural is, anxieties are extant at the time. I yeah, don't it was know a lot why of, it
1: was a lot of nihilism and bandanas.
2: Yeah, yeah. a lot of bandanas. <laughs> I, I, I mean, was the be, whole thing like scarves. you
0: couldn't trust anybody anymore. You couldn't trust the government. You couldn't trust the media. Yeah, you couldn't trust anybody. Yeah,
2: and none so, of the none of the traditional machinery of your culture was served you served you yeah it was Mm -hmm. the lie was put to all of it no it's all rigged it's all baloney
0: yeah and
2: And you're on your own
1: you're gonna have to learn kung fu
2: yeah it's funny
0: it's interesting when you talk about that and and like i as a kid loved cop shows and how the cop shows everything you talk about everything shifted you went from the the dragnet adam 12 cop shows Cops are always doing the right thing. Right. The cop shows then became, this is network TV became yeah. bleak, man. Like, yeah, Serpico, the
2: Serpico was
0: really mm-hmm. the thing in the French connection. Like Right. Those movies yeah. then made the TV cop shows. Right. Like, you remember that show, Police Story? um mm-hmm. which came out and that was always like internal affairs was always involved and yep. the cops were drunk and corrupt and like yep. it was all this shit and a lot of them it was the first time you dealt too with with um they hinted, they didn't, they didn't use this term back then, but they hinted at
2: like PTSD. And like, right.
0: g- he was like, well, he had a crazy time in Korea. Or he so a lot of guys back came,
2: back. As, as Tom Waits said, a lot of guys came back from Vietnam with a circus in their head mm-hmm. and, you know, they didn't really talk about it. it was, you know, and we, I, I was talking about that earlier today. Like there was no, the Hurt Locker really showed this great where uh, that guy is, you know, diffusing a bomb and then a week later he's in a grocery store. Buying cereal. Yeah. And they just don't have any machinery to help ease you through that transition. Well, it's interesting, right. and because it's the reason our fathers like we all chain smoking alcoholics because they talk- came home from World War II. They didn't want to talk about the fact that they saw their buddy's head get chopped off, and they just quietly drank and smoked themselves to death. Well, it was
0: interesting because like going to TV, like if you watch Mad Men, I just binge watch over in the beginning earlier in the year. I watched like all six or seven seasons uh-huh. on Netflix. They talk about that all the time. Right. I mean, Roger Sterling... Yeah,
2: Roger Sterling is a great example of like, he, I was in World War II, we respected our officers in that army. You were in Korea, is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's
0: the episode, Roger Sterling's always Johnny Goodtime, and then they're going to yeah. do business with the Japanese. Yeah, he won't do it. He won't do
2: it. He's yeah. like, a lot
0: of good men died, and it's yeah. like, whoa, out of nowhere. There's yeah. a scene where um, John Hamm gets into Duck, that guy Duck comes on, yeah. they, you know, and Duck's drunk, and and he gets over yeah he gets over um uh, don draper and cocks his fist back and goes i killed 13 men in okinawa and you're just like oh all of those guys yeah. had that yeah. and it, and it permeated so much stuff and so much in the culture that we were just even beginning to try to figure that out and you mm-hmm. saw that in in the film and tv and and, and yeah. how everything was sort of shattered and then of course when you had wars like Korea, which was sort of like, eh, and then Vietnam, which is like, what the fuck are we doing? Then they're coming back without even the fanfare of
2: yeah, and then they're not yeah, they are coming back and they're reviled for having gone. Yeah, you didn't defeat Hitler.
0: Yeah, you
2: didn't. Right. You didn't save the yeah. world. You burned down a village.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and even though the guys in World War II did had to do awful things, right. but they were hey, you had it was there like was parades. Hey, yeah, you had yeah. to. You had yeah. to. And 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 I think so much of that is um, is reflected. And I remember too in the, in the, like, a lot of the, like... Now you're talking about 70s now. I'm going into into 70s, though, but those, like, you know, the Grindhouse movies were always, like... Bless you. Even though there was just, like, you know, Nazi bikers and a crazy hillbent thing, and it was always, like, boobs and guns or whatever, but there was always this... Nothing wrong with it. (laughs) This undercurrent of, like, oh, It's over society's done. Yeah. Like, there was this it's all falling apart aspect to it.
2: Yeah, it's true. And, the other, you know, the other movie when you get into that early 70s is also, like, Dirty Harry. Oh, and All yeah. of those well, movies right. were just, like, you know, it was just such a messed up time. Well, now,
1: when when you get into the 70s now, you also have these, a lot of exploitation horror movies are right. coming out, too. Um, was that, what year was Blackula? I'm gonna say 72. 72, mm-hmm. okay. And you also had... Uh, Franklin Jella played Dracula at that some was 79 point, 79 that was later okay yeah. so what was the what do you think was the kind of like the Well Blackula and the, and
2: the Omega Man are both black exploitation films what you had was um as you know civil rights and and uh you know move forward and um, Blackula real quick was 72 Yeah and uh and then Scream Blackula Scream I believe 1973 mm-hmm. Um you get you know black culture quite Wisely said, "We'll make our own movies. We're not going to wait for studios to put us in movies." Right. Um uh, we'll make our own movies. And which was smart. And that's when you get all of those, you know, Black uh, Shaft, Stein. Shafts Black School. Well, you yeah. get, you get Shaft and uh, sure. Cleopatra Jones and 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 then they said, uh, "Well, let's make let's have our own horror movies." Let's make Blackula mm-hmm. and Blackenstein and right. and Black Jaws, which not a lot of people saw, <laughs> just an afro in the ocean. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but job ass mother. Yeah, that was this.
0: Well, go go into Omega Man.
2: Yeah, because Omega which is Man, a black exploitation movie w- with Charlton Heston as a star, but Rosalind Cash is the is the who was coffee i believe she was mm-hmm. no she was a, 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 she might have been coffee i think co- no coffee was also
1: and omega man was also a um a remake was that was that the was first remake of last, the earth, of last man on earth last man which okay. was
2: a remake of the i of the brilliant i am legend i that's Richard yeah that's matheson uh-huh. but yeah um,
0: rosalind cash played lisa
2: right um
0: Oh yeah, no that's great. But the
2: the woman from uh she was engaged to Richard Pryor and she was in the L word uh, and she was in Jackie Brown. Help me. Oh, um why are we all blanking on her name. Oh, God. You can edit this like we know it. God, Just I look up Jackie the Brown. Whole fan places. <laughs> <laughs> we're all old. Um Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Uh, uh funny, great story. Pam Greer and Richard Pryor were a big couple. Mm-hmm. And like they were the black Black aristocracy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard Pryor calls his manager and goes, Hey, I got engaged. He goes, That's great. Congratulations. And they get a big, Come on over to the office. And they get a big cake. Congratulations, Rich and Pam. And they come in, and it's not Pam. And they're like, Hey! they wipe <laughs> the name <laughs> off the cake. <laughs> Who's this?
0: <laughs> but uh,
2: uh, And then Rosalind Cash was one of them. She might
0: have been... Uh, yeah, well, Pam Greer was in Black Mama, White Mama. She was in Coffee.
2: Coffee Sp- was Pam Greer, right? Yeah, Scream, Blackula, Scream. Who's Cleopatra Jones? Cleopatra. That Jones. might have been Rosalind Cash. Yeah, it was Rosalind Cash. I yeah, think. there you go. Was yeah, she yeah. in Jackie Brown? Pam, Pam Greer Pam wasn't. Yeah, yeah. She was Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah she's in Foxy um,
0: Brown. She's in mm-hmm. Sheba Baby. She's in all, yeah. all
2: Those all those great movies and uh and uh, Omega Man was like, look. Warner Brothers was like, look, these these movies are making a ton of money. Let's get some of that audience for ourselves. And mm-hmm. you know, people put down Charlton Heston uh for being a uh, reactionary conservative, but he was like, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, thing, the thing
0: that was that was that was interesting about that movie was again, it was um science and society had failed right they've messed up they screwed with mother nature too much and this is what happens and then you had the
1: the last man on earth is not alone yeah Mm -hmm.
0: it was it was great and 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 his
2: whole quest to put your arms out like i'm gonna crucify you baby yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't worry and uh,
0: you know, and and how he then. This is the man, and I mean the man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so
2: arch. <laughs> I've seen that movie five thousand times. <laughs> I love that. Film. I was in an elevator once with Anthony Zerbe. <laughs> Great story if it ends there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it gets even better. And he got off the elevator. And the elevator was, running. I was like, I, I said, if this wasn't the truth, I wouldn't have said it. But I literally watched The Omega Man like four days ago. And he kind of chuckled. And then as the elevator got, he got off the elevator. He turned to me. And as the doors were closing, he went, the family is one. And the doors closed. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was really great. And then what you get in in modern the modern era, is how the other aspects are failing us, and now it's science is failing us, and, me, you know, medicine is failing I mean, like, I, again, it's, we were talking about, like, how the fact that— how Invasion of the Body Snatchers is used as a Rorschach test to tell the story of whatever the anxieties are of are of at the time, whether it's cultural homogeny or— yeah, You know,
1: I, I would argue, too, that it's not— um, just the the themes like you're talking about, like maybe right now that science is failing us, it's, it's that science is becoming feared.
2: Well, science and, is feared, and, and yeah. Well, the example that I was going to say is in the way that and denied. Yeah, well, that's another. Thing. <laughs> that's another wonderful aspect of our culture. I don't know if it's well. Well, uh, it, I, I don't know if there are more stupid people than there used to be, or if we just hear them more because we have more. N- there's
1: more microphones.
2: Yeah, I literally like have to just. I go long I'm in one of them now where I just don't watch the news. It's well, hard. I can't go there. I just it, it, it's can't interesting go there. you said
1: that because it I just, saw
2: Steve King and Rand Paul dealing with two Latin American dream kids today in a restaurant and I just it fouled my mood for like three yeah. hours. <laughs> you know, it's easy like, to do. Yeah. Uh
1: but like and an unlikely source uh of the talk about like the way science is feared and also misused was uh it was actually a most recent kids movie was um, Tim Burton's Frankenweenie. I it love gets, that movie, and it, it gets into all those themes, and they go over a lot of the kids' heads. But you know, there's a science teacher that is like made to be the villain at first, and nobody wants to listen to him. And he makes these great speeches about science. It's like people want to reap the benefits of science, but they don't want to. They want to deny everything else about
2: it. <laughs> there's one thing about that's a brilliant observation. Yeah, in that yeah. movie. <laughs> um, there's one thing about that movie that drives me crazy, and. And I love that movie. I, I, I love that movie. I really do. Um, but at the end of the movie, it's like, no. He he can't live. It's the right. whole point. Yeah, yeah, of the story. Right. That movie ends as if King Kong fell off the Empire State Building and, and got then got went, up. Ow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get me a, the biggest salon pass you have. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, you know. Disney was like, "All right, yeah. Tim, we'll make you yeah. make. We'll let you make your short film into a feature, yeah. but this is how it has to yeah, end." Yeah,
2: because we know no one's going to see it anyways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw.
2: I that movie was. It was been, great. It was
1: great, and you could tell it was like a little personal. Um, pet project of his, too. I mean, it was this little animated yeah, movie no pun in intended. black and white.
2: And he made it twice. And yeah. They shot the, well, the stop-motion movie. They shot the live-action movie in 1985 mm-hmm. yes. or four. Then they made the stop-motion movie. Mm-hmm. Then he made Dark Shadows. Well, d- at the end of Dark Shadows, he looked at the movie. And by this time, Tim Burton, because of Alice in Wonderland, has so much cachet with Disney, has so right. much money. He basically made them. They the... Ninety percent of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, just do it again.
1: Oh wow, really? Yeah.
2: But I love that movie. Yeah. I saw
1: that movie and it was like it was like My daughter loved it too, and she hasn't seen any of these classic horror movies yeah. either that they reference in the movie because it's all you How know, old is your daughter? Uh, she's nine.
2: Oh, that's it. my kids did not go nuts for it. Mm-hmm. Uh which is but my twelve year old loves the Walking Dead. So you tell <laughs> me. <laughs> <With> <laughs> like, everything now. Her mother let her watch I was like, uh, honey, I don't know if you You
1: know, my daughter has asked that because my yeah. wife and I watched it. And I, I had to like, tell Gregaro. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How old do I have to be to see Walking Dead? Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh,
2: my daughter's twelve and she lo- but she's a specifically uh savvy kid. <laughs> um but in the way that Invasion of the Body Snatchers could be used as a Rorschach, I, I look at the new good Planet of the Apes movies as an example of like it's caused by science. It's caused by overzealous scientists in a lab trying to cure a disease and they don't test it properly and they rush it through production. You know, my dad had a stroke because a drug was rushed through production and it wasn't tested on Viox. He was part of the he was part of the lawsuit. And um he survived, but uh You know, it's like yeah, medicine and science is is running amok. Science run amok, and And we're we're messing with Mother Nature. Yeah, you mess with Mother Nature, uh, Mother Nature will uh, Mother Nature will win in the end.
1: And well, the other giant will always win in the end. The the other giant theme of the Planet of the Apes movies is that uh, you know, once all the science, technology, and comfort is taken away, humans. We'll revert to animals very quickly.
2: Yeah, we only need to miss about three meals, and yeah. <laughs> we get really off the charts. It's true. It's <laughs> it's the it's been the theme of uh, uh, so many great stories, and a, um, something that I uh, recently worked on. I was like, yeah, it takes about three meals, and then well, the th- well, the, if you I've then the knock that. on your neighbor's door gets really loud. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's, that's the thing now. Like, everything now is society collapsing. That's yeah, so man. much of what and what's going to happen when society cla- collapses. Right. That's where this whole zombie thing is
1: coming yeah, and from. The last thing that's going to be left are podcasts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said before, my favorite thing about society's collapse is afterwards when it's all just gun-toting survivalists, mm-hmm. and they get together to agree on a leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with the phrase circular firing squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well though yeah, well those lunatics want society to collapse. Yeah, they're yeah, ready. They they can, but they're like, not prepared to run. And that's a that's you know, just to get off the subject for a minute, but somebody was talking about uh, you know, you, you can be a revolutionary, but then you have to govern. You know, it's it's actually, I know I'm a dog with a bone about it, but it's, it's on the topic. Andy Serkis's quite brilliant performance of Caesar in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, he's a revolutionary, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, he has to govern. Yeah. He, has to make, he has to make people get along, and he has like, look, let Which him do it. Which one is harder? And then, right. Yeah, let yeah. him do it. If not, they're going to do this, I don't want them to do that. Yeah. You know, it's but, easy. but what about this? Yeah. But what about that? I don't know if Ted Cruz has that in him yeah <laughs> no. you
0: know? no, everyone's talk about you know we're gonna change and revolution whatever, and it's like okay you you handle it
2: well, that's what uh, you know that's what the song won't get fooled again is about
1: that's like, an easier sell, sure is uh you know as a I'm gonna do a revolution, then i'm gonna govern responsibly, yeah, well, that's, it's a lot
2: you know it's hard, it's easy to break a window, it's hard to make a window right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of society collapsing, that's about this episode, gang. uh, (laughs) We've torn
2: it all down. (laughs) But I am interested in, I'll leave you, like, where the Iraq War and all that fits in. Like, I I don't know if that has been properly culturally mirrored yet. It has not. We did this. We I'm sorry, folks. It's a historical (laughs) fuck-up.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing.
2: Here's the thing. And we've not dealt with it yet.
0: Well several reasons why we haven't seen if you look at the vietnam war the best movies that came out about it happened after yeah, we were late, completely done late 70s, yeah. um so we pulled out of saigon in 75 right so, so
1: it's it's been entirely possible the best iraqi and afghanistan movies have yet to they be haven't made. Well, because yeah.
0: because iraq's done but afghanistan isn't yeah.
2: so uh, it's that's we need Culturally, we need we need some distance. Also, yeah. these- and, the, and the other, you know, people forget the reason that Hamas is in charge. Uh, now in, in, in Palestine is because the Bush administration said we need to give these people free elections right. and if they have free elections they'll love they'll love democracy sure. like us and they'll be like us like no they voted no. in Hamas they did it be- <laughs> and it's like yeah. no they didn't f- have a free election and they didn't vote in the people we told them to vote in right what the fuck <laughs> well that's, there's 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 that there's also the fact that a lot of bile comes out when you Lance Boyle <laughs>
1: uh,
0: the- there also is the fact that america hasn't really had to bear the burden of iraq no. and afghanistan well and we also, didn't have a finan- we didn't have to bear the financial burden cuz bush cut taxes we also did there was no draft like vietnam right and that was the big issue yeah you know there was vietnam we had a draft and yeah. there's so this was an all volunteer military
1: well, yeah it's a- the american people are a little more insulated than we used to be from the other wars yeah. in our yeah. history now all, the-
2: all that stuff is kept from us i mean there- the amount of money that has been well, one of the things Denied that. Denied to the middle class because of the financial collapse. Well, in and, Vietnam, well, you saw
1: the bodies on television. Daggering.
2: Right. Well, yeah, yeah, you Vietnam, saw, the body, you yeah. saw
1: the bodies on television when you were out. Uh,
2: so I wonder, you know. though, you know, Hurt
0: Locker was sort of the first movie. I mean, there's been some attempts, the Valley of Allah and something like that to kind mm-hmm. of. Well, you also
1: about, look but, at, too, like what you're talking about is the, these are war movies that are coming out. And they're not quite where either. There hasn't been that amazing Iraq. I mean, Hurt Locker's probably been the best one yeah. we've had so far. But. You also wonder, too, like, what are the... Horror and stuff. Yeah, what is that? How does it metastasize? How does it metastasize into
2: fantasy and horror just exactly. for the sake of this, what we're talking about now? Right. Yeah, because you know, it, what, always that, it always does. It always does. You know, where is that? What is it? And I don't know if it's zombies. I mean, zombies are certainly omnipresent, and, and I'm at a bit of a loss to explain why. I mean, it's, uh, it's cultural anxiety and dehumanization and um, uh, too many people. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't really see the the mirror.
1: Did. i don't know I'm it may sure. not be here yet
0: yeah i don't think i, I don't think, I think I, i'd be curious to see where science fiction and horror goes and do they do they take any sort of because a lot of the best ones is you know drew from some sort of real something is is there some filmmaker screenwriter out there that's going to draw something from iraq or afghanistan yeah, and make absolutely a, make an interesting science fiction horror movie that talks about it or
1: or is it going to be sharknado
0: well, well, no, no, but let, let's, look, be both. let's look at District yeah. Nine. Let's look yeah. at District yeah. Nine is a
2: great, great example. District Nine is a great example, and
0: that was really like your the immigration issue. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, the
1: filmmaker yes. that grew up in South Africa.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Tarantula Lynch. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Sharknado Two. The I second think Tarantula one. Lynch is something. Is that Bruce Valanche's movie? <laughs> it, I know. I think that they are making Tarantula Lynch. Good. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a remake of Tarantula starring, I believe An Avalanche. No, William Shatter is in Kingdom of the Spiders, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantula. Land.
0: Um well, that's our episode, everybody. Um, thank- so funny.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, we really ended on a high note. I'm not your joke monkey all the time. Um, but that's our episode. So Dana, um, tell people where
2: they can find your podcast and uh, where they can find you online. Any home computer. Uh, DanaGould.com. You can find my podcast. You can find my website and lead you to all sorts of stuff. And I will be at LA PodFest in September. Yeah, September uh, Doing 6th, show live. September 6th, 26th
0: through the 28th. 26th. The 28th um, You're doing Friday night The 26th In beautiful Santa Monica, California Actually no New hotel buddy Oh dear. Sofitel Hotel In gorgeous Beverly Hills Oh really? Yeah
2: Oh yeah. I know that one
0: it'll be nice so uh, get your tickets guys at lapodfest.com there are still some um, uh, discounted hotel rooms left yep if you want to do that and a hundred bucks gets you into the entire festival all three days I think I know uh, who I'm
2: going to have on ooh
0: Ooh, can't wait can't wait so stay tuned guys is it going
1: to be Vincent Price? (laughs) (laughs) if Vincent Price was on your podcast what would he sound
2: like? it would be he'd be very quiet (laughs) Now, I did meet Vincent Price. I, 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 I have met Vincent Price. I was like, uh, he spoke at in my acting class at the University of Massachusetts in nineteen eighty-two. Do the goddamn impression. I'm getting to it. I'm out getting out to garage. it. Getting to it. Uh, and he was he was great. And I went up to him after, and I said, like, I'm a, a big fan. And I was like, I've been re- I read Famous Monsters magazine, so I've been reading about you since I was. Isn't that a wonderful magazine? <laughs> And some douche theater douche said uh, in the Q&A, "Well, Mr. Price, you're a experienced actor, yet you do Hollywood squares, and don't you feel like you're selling out?" And you, "No, I'm an artist and anything I do informs my art." Nice. And boom. Suck it, hipster. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, nothing says t- nothing says douchebag like a t-shirt and a scarf.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. We'll come out to uh, the LA Pod Fest to see the Dana Gould show. And, and we want to mention we are all caught
1: up on um, Dana Gould T-shirts, and yeah. we are the yeah. only place you could get a Dana That's Gould right. uh, T-shirt.
2: Bevelacqua Heating and Air Conditioning from Political Talk with Two Guys in Boston. We're cool if you're cool. <laughs> Don't be a hot on. Get a shirt. <laughs> <Don't>
0: be- <laughs> Uh, Awesome. Um, So thank you once again. Of course, guys, you know, like the Facebook page um, and and at the LA PodFest Facebook page and on the lapodfest.com. Every time a show starts telling us which big name guests they're getting, we start to release that. So so, So pay attention. You'll start to find out what podcasts are having what guests. Um, so stay tuned for all that you guys Uh, thank you once again Dana my name is Graham Elwood
1: I'm Chris Mancini and as always remember Han 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 shot first first. plantation famous actor ants